Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, your daily companion. I Radio Pulpit, 657 AM, umshaubo kwa abo bantu ziyo zita kumbileyo. app, u Radio Pulpit, dot co, dot za. Right, 657 medium wave, Radio Pulpit coming to you. And uh, of course, uh, thank you so much to Johan Els. Thank you very much for the time, you know, with Johan Els. Oh, no, man. It is, you know, all and something else. And then he says, worldwide. He said that. Did you hear that? Worldwide means the show has just become bigger than it was before. So thank you so much, man. Thank you. Thank you for laying across for all of us the legacy of broadcasting. I hope you enjoyed your radio day yesterday. Thank you very much for the beautiful messages of encouragement. Uh, that you send to me during the show. It just just comforts me. It's lonely sometimes here. Yeah, and um, just comforts me. I realize at times I'm the only one here in the studio and in the whole building. And so, uh, okay, there are my brothers that are outside there. And of course, those who say, hey, Ray, hey, Ray, give me something to rent, man. Yeah, there are those brothers today. Yeah. Anyway. Thank you so much. Thank you about it. And uh, may you be blessed. He's coming back tomorrow again. Johan else taking you through. And I hope that you will enjoy. All right. I want to also um, acknowledge Tape Loli Fifi. Uh, that track which was playing. Uh, it's a beautiful track. It's a beautiful track. Listen more to Tape Loli Fifi. There's just so much, you know, in this industry of music and about real artists who are there. So, Tapelol Fifi, big ups, man. All right, it is Wednesday Live. Let me welcome our guests. They are already on the line. Let me start with uh, Muruti Samuel Kabamba. Muruti, greetings to you and welcome, sir. Yeah, greetings to you, man of God, and thank you very much for having us again today at this evening. We thank God for this opportunity. And uh, I want to greet Muruti Muraka and uh, all the listeners of Radio uh, Pocket. And we love you very much. May the Lord Elohim bless us tonight. Thank you. Are you back from Cape Town or are you still in, in Cape Town? Yes, I'm back from Cape Town. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, you don't sound so excited to come back then. You should have stayed and enjoyed this. <laughs> You should actually, um, I should actually connect you to Johan Els, you know, and uh, that you visit him. He's a very great man. Yeah, the most, uh, next time you let me know. Yeah, I will definitely, I will definitely. That yeah, you, yeah, you go over to him and he, he will take good care of you, man. He will take, yes, I've seen yes, him okay. taking good care of some people, man. <laughs> yeah, Bosi Pokaleni. He has taken good care of many people who had gone over there. He has taken good care of them. Anyway, let's welcome also Muruti Muraka. Greetings to you, Muruti. Welcome to the show, Sam. Greetings, my brother Ray, and greetings to my brother Samuel. And thank you for welcoming me. And then greetings to the listeners of Radio Pulpit. Uh, we are greeting in the mighty name, the glorious name. The magnificent name of our Lord and our Savior, Yeshua, the Messiah. Absolutely. And thank you so much for gracing us with your presence, Muruti. We really appreciate you all the time. 
and the work that you continuously are doing in the body of the Messiah, the good work that you continue to do. We are grateful. May the Father be glorified, sir. Amen. Glory to him. Hallelujah. Now, tonight we are going to touch on something. Uh, And I hope that we won't fight. Uh, especially about this one. Hey. <laughs> hey, yeah. These things happen. That uh, we end up fighting. And we end up uh, really becoming messed up. And many people have not spoken about this and We are starting a show on this. And our theme tonight is the Ten Commandments. What are the Ten Commandments even all about? What are they even all about? And uh, I've heard so many people saying so many things. And as a young boy, they would say things that would be comforting me. Especially as a young boy when people say, no, 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 you're not under the law anymore. Hey, this is tough. You're fine now. And they would say, the Lord understands. Hey, I'll be feeling good knowing what I want to be doing. And as I grew up, the father started being so stern about this very much in my 20s, late 20s and stuff became so very stern about this and to teach me even far much more about this and the applicability of this throughout. You know, I started to see the applicability of this and he started to speak about the law in general and I can tell we've been able to share with so many people about this but today I want us to go to the specifics of uh, the Ten Commandments and, and, and check as to what they are. And many people have been saying to me, they are so irrelevant, man, because we are under the grace. And some people are not saying that exactly, but they are saying it indirectly and so vividly. They are pointing across to that very fact and saying, look, the Ten Commandments are over and done away with. I've heard many people say that. It's just that people want, um, they, they won't say it quite clearly. They won't. They won't say it quite clearly, but these Ten Commandments, we have to know what they are all about. Others refer to them as the laws on the tablets of stone upon which the Decalogue was written. And what is the Decalogue? 
we also go to that. When I was at the SABC, we used to produce shows, and then maybe you would remember very well, uh, there would be this Muruti would appear at 5 to 7, just before the news. We, we, or even at half past 9, uh, then you would be preaching just for 10 minutes, or even in the morning. And they would call it the devotions and stuff. And in that, they would be saying, uh, it's a, uh, an epilogue. So tonight we are touching on the, the Decalogue. What it is even all about. And what does it mean. And uh, we are going to look into that. And I trust as we do so, the Father will just bless you so much in a mighty way. Now, I have to ask this. I have to ask this. Uh, as to... Do we know what the commandments, the Ten Commandments, are even all about? And I am just going to stay a bit on Exodus chapter 3. And uh, I'm just going to look into this a bit. And, and the rest you will, you, will, you will help us, you know. Exodus, if you can look into Exodus, sorry, chapter 20, not 3, chapter 20. And in looking into it, uh, try to check as to what are the Ten Commandments even all about. And much of the times, why is there so much little spoken regarding these? Uh, and perhaps maybe people can, when they respond, just tell us, why is there so much little that is spoken about these? Why? Why? You know? Why is there so much little that is spoken about these? And when we talk of the Ten Commandments, what are we referring to? Exodus chapter 20 verses 1 says, Then the Elohim spoke to Moses, saying, Again you shall say to the children of Yasharal, Whoever the children of Yasharal, or of the strangers who dwell in Yasharal, who give any of his descendants to Molech, he shall surely be put to death. The people of the land shall stone him with stones. These are the commandments, the laws. Now, it's amazing. And I, I'll go to Ecclesiastes. I know many people, hey, no, rush there. No, I'll, I'll go. Don't worry, I'll go there. I'll go. But when we speak of the Ten Commandments, when we speak of the Decalogue, we speak of the instructions that are given with regards to life and right living according to the Father. Right living according to the Father. And, and sometimes I feel that we, we get lost somewhere, somehow when it comes to this. But check it out. Let me go back to it again. 
And the Elohim spoke to all these, saying, I am the Elohim, Yahuwah, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. It means I am the one who saved you. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, the likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that which is in the earth beneath, or that which is in the water or under the earth. You shall not bow down to them, nor serve them, for I am the Elohim, Yahuwah. I am a jealous Elohim, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. But showing mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keep my commandments. And keep my commandments. That's the Decalogue. And in 32 verses 16 of Exodus, we also see something interesting also there. Let me just go to it quickly. I'm sorry. I'm reading manual. I know people just browse on you your iPhone H. I don't even know how to operate this thing. iPhone. I, I think I'm lucky. Now, when you look into Ecclesiastes 32, 16, and I'm just laying a, a, a premise. I'm just laying a premise for the Ten Commandments. Verse 16 says, Now the tablets were the work of Yahuwah, and the writing was the writing of Yahuwah, engraved on the tablets. They were the works of Yahuwah. These Ten Commandments, written on the tablets, they are the work of Yahuwah, engraved upon the tablets. And we will go to that extent of saying, what are these tablets today? What are these tablets today? Chapter 34. We just introduction, the commandment, the Ten Commandments. Chapter 32, verses 16. Let me just go to it quickly. Uh, oh, okay. I think I've gone to that. Sorry. Chapter 34, verses 1 and 28. 34 says, And the Elohim said to Moshe, Cut two tablets of stone like the first ones, and I will write on these tablets the words that were on the first ones, which you broke. Remember Moses, what he did. Now I don't want to elaborate even more on that. But he says, let's write it again. So be ready in the morning and come up in the morning to Mount Sinai and present yourself to me where on the top of the mountain. Yeah, on the top of the mountain. And he says, and no man shall come up with you and let no man be seen throughout all the mountain. Let neither flocks nor herds feed before that mountain. Come up, the tablets, and I'll write the laws again. The Decalogue. I'm on the aspect of the Decalogue. Now, when you also look into Deuteronomy, chapter 4, 
uh, it says quite a lot also Deuteronomy chapter 4 let me jump Leviticus intentionally so and then go to Deuteronomy chapter 4 there's something I want us to see because I'm laying the premise here as to what these are and we get the impression that these are the laws of the father which he has written by himself and my question is why would he write something temporary and then we see the stone breaking the stone Moses breaking the stones the tablets to me it represents the death but the laws continue to exist because the father writes them again on another stone this body that I'm in and the father has written his law in my heart in my spirit then I pass on the father raises another the show goes on now I know many people would have a problem also with this that you are speaking about a decalogue now when you look also into 4 verse 13 uh, of Deuteronomy okay I'm, I'm there already it says, so he declared to you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform, the Ten Commandments, and he wrote them on two tablets of stone. And the Elohim commanded me at that time to teach you the statutes and judgments, that you might observe them in the land which you cross over to possess. These Ten Commandments uh, seem to also be preparing us for the future it can be the afterlife as many say but we'll hear from our guests as to what their opinion is with regards to this now let me touch 5 verses 7 of Deuteronomy and uh, chapter 5 verse 7 says you shall have no other gods before me and chapter 5 that's where you find these 10 commandments you shall have no other gods before me. What's a decalogue? A decalogue is, in a way, an imprint of intentions and aims and objectives of learning these laws and observing them. There must be an outcomes. Check it out. I didn't say an outcome, but I said an outcomes. There must be an outcomes, which means a multifaceted process of developments must come from us and we must emulate that so that these would be showing to be effective and bear correct testimony to the ones that are in the dark. I trust the Father is blessing you so much in a mighty way. You and I are the best of friends. My name is Ray. From your ear to your heart to your mouth to your feet. Join this live on 657 AM. Radio Pulpit understands that praying alone isn't always easy. So join us to form a chain of prayer for you and with you. To do so, send in your prayer requests on 067-429-7564. That is 067-429-7564. Or alternatively, email us on prayer at radiopulpit.co.za. That is prayer 
at radiopulpit.co.za. Radio Pulpit's Facebook page makes you more a part of the station than ever before. Now you can give your opinion regarding our programs or even contact your favorite presenter. You can get the latest news and existing programs and communicate with other listeners. Come on, let your fingers do the talking on Radio Pulpit's Facebook page. It's interactive and dynamic. Just visit facebook.com forward slash Radio Pulpit. We are here 24 hours a day with the message of hope, faith and love on 657 AM. When we talk about the Ten Commandments, I have been talking about the Decalogue before coming to the exact chapter, chapter 5. If we would define the Ten Commandments, what are they? Are you there, Muruti Muraka? I am here. Yes, sir. What are Um, they? I think uh, I'll go to... Actually, before I go there, let me just explain that. When you were speaking, when you reached... uh, chapter 54 yeah and you're reading verse 1 that there I was with you and then when you read verse 28 there is I sort of lost you uh, and and you only I, I could only get you back when you are referring to Deuteronomy so if I uh, maybe say uh, uh, what you have already said uh, uh, please understand it because I didn't hear you say it. So I'm going to what comes to my mind. Uh, when you opened, even before you opened, as I was uh, getting ready, this was truly in my heart. This 28. Are you there, Muruti? Okay. I don't know what's happening, man. Maybe it's the load shedding. I don't know. I don't know. Pastor Sam, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Let me start with you, sir. What are the Ten Commandments even all about? Okay. Thank you very much for the And thank you for all the comments that you put down. And as you said, that it is uh, something that... Uh, uh, a lot of people have their own input. Actually, a lot of everyone has his own input and his own way of understanding. And uh, it uh, it has created a lot of, I mean, uh, uh, actual division, if I might put it that way, in terms of understanding of uh, these 10 commandments. Do we have to obey them? Are they uh, the things of the past? And what exactly are they? These are questions we need to ask ourselves. And at the end of the day, we need to respond to it by saying if really uh, we are bound to it or if we are free from it, these are, these are questions that, or these are positions that people can have. And now, if I have to say something on this, you know, Ten Commandments, obviously we know why they were put down. Uh, we need to first of all go from uh, where, why the Ten Commandments was, were given. We need to go to the source, because if we don't go to the source in order to understand why they were given, then whatever we might be talking about might not make sense. Because the bottom line is uh, we looking at a people that was taken out of Egypt, because even the readings is so clear. Mm. This early speaking, it says, I am, I took you from Egypt. 
Now, the bottom line is the Ten Commandments came as a result of a, uh, a people that have been delivered from uh, certain slavery. And then when they came out, they had what you call uh, some habit. And those habits that they had, somehow those habits had to be corrected because they were living under a certain supervision. And obviously they had as well what you call other God that they were following. Because in uh, the reading of the Ten Commandments, we can see Elohim mentioning uh, about he is the only God or is only Elohim, the only Father, is the only one, that you cannot have another one apart from me. Meaning he had to take it from what, what it saw and what we have to present to them by showing them that based on what you experienced in the first place, based on where you're coming from, you've had other God. We need to remember that the people of Egypt, they did not, they were not worshiping Elohim. They were not worshiping the God that we serve. They were worshiping other gods. They had other gods that they made, and obviously by making all these things, we could also assume and believe that as well, the people of Israel, they were also kind of worshiping other gods because they were in a situation whereby, you know, when you are a slave to someone, that someone can even impose on you, can even tell you that you need to worship my God. We see this example in uh, Nebuchadnezzar with the three uh, friends of uh, Daniel that I call Azariah, uh, Mishael, and Ananiah. Those three that people call Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, according to the, the Chaldean name, names. When these three people were in that arena, what happened is they were forced to worship another god. They were forced to worship other gods. And then that's exactly when you are in, uh, under slavery or when you are somewhere in exile, you tend to obey whatever law that goes on in that land. And exactly the Israelites, because they were not into their own space, they were living in Egypt, somehow, somewhere, they also got some habit. And those habits were to worship other gods and to have uh, idols as gods, to follow them and do all kinds of rituals. But the difference was because they had something in them. And not only that, but they had people who could all the time remind them somehow that you are not from these people. And you have to know that you are Hebrews, and then one day your God or your Father will come for you. You know, even when they, as they were living, somehow we see the example of Moses who happened to kill someone, although he was in the palace, but he had to kill someone just to take care of his own people. Meaning that although they could be under subjection of the Egyptians, but some, in one way or the other, they had that uh, in the back of their head, that thing that's saying that you are not part of these people, you belong to Elohim. And the Bible says, after they prayed and their cry goes to the Elohim, the Father, and he said, I've heard your cry, and I came down to, I, I, I'm coming down to save you. Obviously, when he came down to save them, it took them out of that, that the people with all those rituals and all these I mean, uh, way of saying things, because you can even see when they got to, 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 to the desert, they did not behave properly. 
They did not behave according to the dictate of uh, the law of God. They did not. They were doing their own thing. And the Bible is speaking to us that all the people who left Egypt, they died in the desert. Why? Because they had a certain habit that they had to, I mean, to, 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 to abandon in order to embrace the new one. That's one reason why Elohim had to come up with what he called the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments came as a way of leading and directing its own people. And we need to be, uh, I mean, uh, you need to stay in the context as well. Here, I don't want, I'm, I'm not saying about that uh, oh, some are in the law and some are not, but I want to first of all to stay in the context. Because if you are not in the context, then you're going to miss out the whole thing. Why did he give the, the law to the people? Because they came from a certain slavery, and from that slavery, they had to get a law that could guide them. And you see, as I've mentioned already, a lot of them died in the desert because they could not obey the law. They could mm. not obey what was given to them. They could mm. not obey. Yeah. A lot of them died. Mm. Why? Because based on the ritual, based on the habit that they had before, they could not comprehend. Even when you read this, um, after the, the reading of these ten, uh, ten Commandments, there's a place where the Bible says that the people look at Moses. They said, Moses, you go and speak to your, to your, to your God. Hello him. Speak to him. We're not going to speak to him. We're going to stay far away from him because we don't want him to speak to us because we're going to die. Why? Because somehow they were not used to a certain, I mean, uh, deity. They're not used to a God who could come and speak to them. They're mm. not used to that. For them, it was about someone else to come and speak because they lived with people and they were under some uh, kind of I mean, subjection and kind of direction that was coming from the people. And they had to follow that. And when they get to a place where now they had to deal with the, with the, with the divinity or with the, with the Father who happened to be God, they had to deal with them. They say, oh, we cannot do that. You can do the whole thing, but as we stay here, far away from that, come and tell us what you want, what he wants us to do. Come and tell us what you may leave. Because if he speaks to us, we're going to die. And as I say, those Ten Commandments came with a specific uh, purpose to a specific people. Because at that time, the people needed to change their way of living and attach themselves to a, I mean, to a new way of living and live under the direction of Elohim. That's the bottom line. It was given that way. Yeah. Now, when we say that, I mean, the, the, the Ten Commandments do not, I mean, uh, uh, do, do not concern us, that I'll keep this for, for now. Because I'll say first this, that this was given to them, and they followed it, and we know some of them did not make it because it was difficult for them to follow. Because at the end of the day, not only the Ten Commandments were given, there were also other laws. Because if you follow, we go deep down, then I found that there were other laws that, I mean, that were given that were unable to follow. And uh, you know, when you, you miss one law, you, you are guilty of all. And these people, somehow, somewhere, the ten that were given to them, they found themselves in a position whereby they had to one way or the other, respect and follow. We have a lot of things that have been mentioned here, but if we come, if we take it, I'm not going to say it now, if we take it to now the New Testament, you see that there are some of these laws that have been already taken care of in one way. They've been solved in one way. They've been, uh, I mean, actually made easier in one way. And then when you follow, you follow them, it's not going to be as the, the people of Israel were following them, but it will be another way of following them, and that becomes even, uh, I would say, easier for us 
to really embrace and do and follow it and uh, fulfill it without any any uh, any anything in terms of uh, are we under the law or under the grace because it has been made in a, such a way that I mean, uh, whoever follow, whoever understand that, he won't just make himself under a certain, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, uh, jurisdiction kind of, but he will leave it as a free way of living. That's the way. That's what I can say in my introduction. I hear you quite well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Muruti. Muruti Muraga, let me come back to you also. Thank you very much. Thank you very much uh, to Pastor Samuel Kabamba for that introduction. Now, when we speak of a decalogue, I was speaking on the intentions, the will, the sanctity, the power, the divinity of these laws, um, the premise of them, and their endurance even into the aftermath. Uh, uh, their nature as being governance, uh, divine. Um, the rule of the kingdom of heaven here on earth. And and hence we spoke of the Decalogue. Ruti Muraka, uh, welcome back, sir. I, I hope you are hearing us now. Yes, and I hope you are hearing me. Very well, very well, Ruti. Yeah. Now, uh, y- yes, what comes to mind, these Ten Commandments? Yeah, uh, I have missed much of what uh, Pastor Kabamba was saying mm. and even what you said earlier on. But what I will say is, if maybe I come across and repeat other things, it's uh, please uh, bear with me in that sense. Uh, that uh, there has been a bit of a, a disconnection on my side. Mm. Now, what comes to mind yeah. is what you were quoting, uh, uh, my brother, mm. uh, uh, from uh, Exodus chapter mm. 34, yeah. verse 28. Mm-hmm. Now, when we read it, it says, And Moses was there before the Lord for 40 days, and 49. He did not eat bread, and he did not drink water. Mm. And he wrote upon the tablets these words of the covenant, Mm. the ten ways. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, uh, I'm reading from the English uh, that is trans- that is translating the uh, the 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 Septuagint, and the Septuagint is a translation, a Greek translation of the Hebrew. And the Septuagint was uh, translated around two hundred years before Christ was born. So. When we look in the New Testament writings, when they quote, most of the quotations are actually coming out of the Septuagint. Uh, And we would like to believe that they were reading both the Septuagint and the direct Hebrew scriptures. Hence, they are quotation of the Septuagint. Now, 
when you said Decalogue, I looked at the original Septuagint. Yeah. And the very last phrase, if if we remember, I read it, it said the ten words. Yeah. Now in Greek it says Deca Logos. Yeah, logos. So that word decalogue mm. is actually a transliteration mm. of the phrase the decalogos, which means the ten words. Yeah. Now these ten words which are the the normally we call them the ten commandments, they come from the father directly. Mm. And in some of the scriptures, uh, uh, in fact, not some, you read, you read clearly before in Exodus chapter 32, I think verse 16, when it went, where it says, uh, uh, these were the work of God. Mm. In other words, it was not Moses who wrote them. It was actually God who wrote them on that uh, 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 stone tablet. Mm. They were the work of God. In other words, transmitting his doctrine onto the stone tablet. And mm-hmm. his doctrine was the ten words. Mm-hmm. Then, when the Messiah came, he said something uh, uh, peculiar. He said, all of the Torah and the commandment hang upon two commandments. Mm. And he said that command, those commandments are equal, and they are, the first one is, you shall love, you devave Elohe, your God, with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your uh, 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 deep thinking, and all of your strength. And the second one, which is like it, in other words, in equality, although in priority it comes second, is you shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. And then he said, what I said was peculiar. He said, all of the Decalogue Mm -hmm. and all of the other laws and commandments they are based on those two. Mm. Basically, when one looks at them and allows the Spirit to show us, one will see that the five uh, commandments, the first five commandments, are actually to do with Elohim. Mm. And when those commandments are fulfilled, it means one has loved Elohim with one's, the whole of one's heart, the whole of one's uh, uh, soul, the whole of one's victim, uh, the whole of one's friend. Okay, there's a, there's a feedback on your side, Muruti. Yes, I, I, I don't know why that yeah. is so. Yeah, but it's yeah. okay now, yes. Yeah. Mm. And the last five are related to the commandment which says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Mm. Now, having said that, 
it means if you talk about the two, love God, and then the other one, love your neighbor, they basically are the tablets of the Decalogue, the Ten Commandments. So when we talk Ten Commandments and we talk these other two, we are talking one and the same thing. Mm. Yes. Now, having said that, they are the words of God's covenant with Israel. Yeah. They are the doctrine of the Father. Yes. And they cannot be set aside by anyone. What God has put, no one can see. Mm. So, all the other commandments, because there are about 603 commandments which uh, Israel lived by. Yes. All of them were expounding. They were expositions of these ten. They were applications of these ten. In other words, practicalizing things like you shall have no other God. Then there would be those other commandments which are saying you must do this, you mustn't do that, you mustn't. Uh, uh, uh. All of them actually were practical applications of these ten words. So I, I am sitting here and saying. The law of God, the commandments of God, have not been done away with. Mm. The Messiah, when we read in Matthew, he says, I did not come to dismantle the law. Uh, the law. Mm. But to fulfill even it. the prophets, mm. even the commandments. And he said, anyone who teaches, anyone, to even disobey the littlest of the least of the commandments will actually be uh, punished for that. Now, I believe our biggest problem has always been theologians have taught that when Paul says we are not under the law. They have taught that what he is saying is the law has been done away with. Mm. The law is a jurisdiction. And I heard Pastor Kabamba saying that, yes, mm. that's the jurisdiction of the kingdom. And it, it was given to Israel. Mm. And then, because they failed, God said it. They failed. They failed. They failed dismally to meet the the Ten Commandments. He said, "You will now cut a fresh covenant with them, where He will take the same commandment and not put them on a stone or a a, a book, but He will put them in the heart." And he will also write them on the deep thinking of those in the house.
houses of Israel and Judah who will believe on his son. Mm. And then he opened the door also for people like Karabo, uh, Samuel Kabamba, Ray Lehodi, who were not part of Israel. That in Yeshua Hamashiach, when we put our trust on him, he writes these commandments on our heart. And he commands us, especially us who are from outside, who are far. The Bible, when it speaks of us who are not of Israel, it calls us those who are far. And when it speaks of those of Israel, it speaks of them as those who are near. Especially as we are far, what we need to understand the word of God is saying to us is we should obey Jesus Christ. Hmm. When we obey him, we are obeying thoroughly, not even half-heartedly. We are obeying God's doctrine, which is the Ten Commandments. Because he said, anyone who hears my doctrine will know that it is not mine. It is of the one who sent me. And mm. the Father said concerning Jesus, this is my son with whom I am well disposed. Hear him. In other words, obey him. Be- why? Because Jesus alone obeyed the Ten Commandments to the T all the time. And even all the other commandments which were practicalizing the Ten Commandments, he obeyed them to the T. He even went further and became the sacrifice which is uh, 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 prescribed by the Torah. So when we, we, we believe in him and obey him, he is the one who writes those Torah in our hearts. And Paul was explaining this in his letters very clearly. He says, if anyone walks by agape love, then he has met all the commandments. And he even says which commandment. Uh, you shall not do this. You shall not do that. You shall not. Uh, uh, the very ten commandments. He, he, he says them in Romans chapter 15. When, when one looks at it, you'll see that he says, because the agape is God himself. And the agape is access through Yeshua HaMashiach. And when we believe him, we have to obey him. Mm. It is not just believing mentally. It is believing and obeying what he has commanded. Because what he has commanded is the very Ten Commandments that uh, we are reading about tonight, which we are looking at. Because when you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you don't have any other God except you, Devabe. If you believe on him, you cannot have any idol which has been sculpted. If you believe in him, you 
are believing in the day of the Lord. If you believe in him, you are uh, uh, having the name of the Lord upon you. If you believe in him, you shall honor your father, you shall honor your mother. Hmm. And if you believe in him, you shall not commit murder, you shall not uh, 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 commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not be a false uh, witness, and you shall not desire what belongs to your brother or even the next person. And the way the New Testament writings are written, they are written that when we rely on the Holy Spirit and do what we are told in the New Testament writings, we are actually practicalizing the Ten Commandments, which are not written outside of us, but are actually written inside of us. Hmm. So, I hear you. And, uh, of course, I think we will have to take this to part two. Look, we are still on question one, and it's already uh, one minute to seven. So we'll take it to part two. And uh, you can send us your WhatsApps, 0826572729. That's 0826572729. Let's hear what you say. What are the Ten Commandments even all about? When's the last time you spoke about them? Let alone teach them. When's the last time you heard they being taught? Need to hear from you as to what you make of it. And uh, you can also give a shout, 012-334-1322. Are the Ten Commandments obsolete? You know, many people had said, oh, no, man, they're obsolete. We live in the grace now. Show me how are they obsolete. And, of course, if they're enduring, prove it. Um, let's hear from you. And I've read on the, uh, my notions on the Decalogue, the laws, as to their premise, as to how they set forth, because also this word means a forehead, you know, a fore. Uh, before we move on, they are there in the way. They are the way. And we need, we need to understand that. Now, what are they even all about? And this is the Father talking to us directly as he did to Moses face to face. In the name of Yahusha HaMashiach. What are they? And uh, uh, we will look into them. We will look into them. All of them that are written in this book um, uh, of Deuteronomy. We will look into them. Right up to verse 21 perhaps. Maybe. I, I don't think they will reach verse 21. Now, they also are a covenant that the Elohim has made with us in Mount Horeb. If you can look at verse 2 of, of chapter 5 of uh, Deuteronomy. And, uh, of course, uh, this is a commemoration. The Ten Commandments uh, also indicate the commemoration. So we're taking your calls. Let's hear what you say. Hello there, hi. Hello, my brother, where are you? Hey, Budwami. I'm a brother, I'm a brother, I'm a brother, I'm a 
But in the title commoners, Unkulunkulu wae palele sizwe sake. Mm. Le sizwe labantu babebo ni misibiza unkulunkulu. Yeah. Uwa kipa isangle nisika faro. Mm. Oe ba kindeze li minyaga. Besebenza njenga maashi na matonki badara. Yeah. Basebe pelelewa na itemba. Minyaga ikubega. Mm. Struggling with all sorts of things. Seba fana na makipite. Mm. Nkulunkulu kupuma wabe kipite kwa kufanele bamtu mise njalo eba tulisa gurev siyeza zonki imangali seba kumuzutu unkulunkulua. Yeah. Seba kubega with their foolish and sinful behaviors. God was calling them to transformation by the rain. Mm. They were supposed to rise above the world. Yeah. There were special people. Unkulukulu ebaketile efuna i discipline to offer themselves as living sacrifice. Yigo akalangoguti unga abina banye unkulukulu ngapanje guami. Abuye akulume ngama idols. Uguti banga kotameli zitombe na bandu abanye. Abuye ati banga lipati ngeze kamalaki. Banga bula lomunyo muntu. Because lomuntu wanzenga nye ime chika nkulu nkulu. Mm. I think my brother, Linda rangike pezulu, nginigela uba fundi, sebas fundi, senga limiteto. Thanks to God, Bidi Chori. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Kukolo munyo mganuwa mungu mbuza yena. Beba mbuza. There's something that was happening in Tani. There was a lot of violence. And a good years, but the Pamil Mogamuza Lombuza to know things of Tatin Tambo, Miss Porcelaga Pacumacham was. May he be glorified, our Father Yahuwah Elohim. Thank you so much. Thank you, sir. I was again. We're taking your calls. You can give us a shout, talk to us directly there, zero one two double three four one three double two. And we are talking about the Ten Commandments, what they are even all about. Send us a WhatsApp. It's 082-657-2729. That's 082-657-2729. I am keen to hear from you as to what you make of this. Otherwise, you can also uh, give us a shout. 012-334-1322. Talk to us directly there. Pula pula i radio pulpit. Ukanyiseleke kweli liswe. Eliminyam. Zivulele ngo kwako i epie tu. Okanye umamele ku radio pulpit dot co dot za. Siafumaneka ku DSTV audio channel 882. Ukanti sikona na ku open view 607. Radio pulpit 657 AM. Umshobo wako wemishange miisla. Do you need prayer? WhatsApp your name and your prayer request to 082-657-2729 and our care center will gladly contact you to pray for you. Tune in to Radio Pulpit on 657 AM for reliable Christian talk radio at its best. Find your daily dose of Christ-centered motivation and encouragement on Radio Pulpit 657. Download our app now. Tune in to radiopulpit.co.za or find us on DSTV Audio 882 and OpenView 607. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion for more than 40 years, brings a relevant moral alternative to 400,000 listeners in a variety of South African languages. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter and download our podcasts today.
you and 657 AM and life, a winning team on the road to eternity.